Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Welcome to Convert Central. I'm Kevin Sidik Lim, the host of Convert Central, and I'd like to welcome you to Season 3 of Convert Central. Our podcast focuses on the challenges that Muslim converts face along their conversion journey to help Muslims from all backgrounds to find a strong foothold in Islam. Follow our Instagram and LinkedIn page at Convert Central, and I look forward to sharing with you all the beneficial series we plan for the year. For now, I'd like to welcome you to Season 3 of Convert Central. Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Welcome back to Combat Central. So alhamdulillah, we have actually concluded our previous series, Am I Ready? and Breaking the News. And if you guys are interested about our previous series, we actually talked about two points of a convert's journey where it's very, very important to them. The first point of time is when they actually realize that they want to become a Muslim and this changes their life. This will carry on for the rest of their lives, this big change. And the second point of time is when they actually disclose um, the news of them wanting to become a Muslim or of their conversion to their family members or their friends and that would produce a big change in their lives as well. So listen to these two uh, mini-series of what we did last month to really understand some of the top processes for, for some of our converts as well as get some advice for if you were to actually go through this journey yourself, perhaps this advice will be applicable to you. So alhamdulillah, um, as you guys know, um, today uh, we're, as we're recording and hopefully when we actually release the podcast is in the month of Rabi'u Awal. So subhanAllah, and if you guys are also wondering why in this month there's been so much uh, things going on on social media, people having a lot of maulids, a lot of salawats, a lot of songs singing about the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, you know, th- the reason is being because Trump Rabi'u Awal is also known as the birthday of Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And to kind of celebrate the significance of the birthday, what a lot of people do in our community is to perform maulid, engage themselves in salawat, in remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and his beloved Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa And, you know, when it comes to having a religion, most of the time when we have an interaction with Islam, the first thing we know is monotheism. And then secondly, a big part of um, Islam is also prophethood, right? You know, especially the prophethood of uh, our Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Prophet Muhammad. And perhaps we, when we first start learning religion, we learn about Allah, we learn about Godhood and sometimes we are not able to have the opportunity to learn about the Prophet but indeed, you know, as, as if you were to ask most of the people in our community you know, the, the life of the Prophet when we learn about them, it softens our hearts you know, it, it gives us barakah, it puts a smile in our face, you know, sometimes it, it, you know, it brings us to tears to this kind of um, this, this person, this beloved person Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala was thinking of us even 1400 years ago, even before he has seen us, so subhanAllah and today we'll be talking to some of the figures in our community, including a born Muslim, which is my co-host, a second-gen convert who is uh, Brother Ismail, who has appeared on our podcast before, and Brother Ali, who is kind of like a celebrity in Convert Central. So we, we listen listening to their first interactions with uh, the life of the Prophet Sallallahu how they how they first learned about Prophet Sallallahu and inshallah how did his life and his sirah play a part in their Islamic journey or their conversion journey. So, right, you know, the first time, uh, I guess this is the first time you hear of me mentioning co-hosts on this uh, podcast uh, because this this time around, I actually have a co-host with me and her name is Hafiza. So Hafiza is part of our marketing team and inshallah, you know, I'll, I'll just pass my time on to her for her to introduce a little bit about herself and also for her to answer the first question that we're going to ask today, you know, when did you, Hafiza, learn about, first learn about Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Bismillah. Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Hello everybody, my name is uh, Siddiq Said, Hafiza, yes, but y'all can call me Hafi for short. And yes, I'm a born Muslim, uh, I'm a born Indian Muslim. And to introduce myself in this context, I guess I would say my born Muslim journey of in Islam would 
uh, wouldn't be exactly the whole 24, 25 years of my life, but I would say that I really got into Islam or like at least personally for me, I started really soul searching and uh, finding out more about Islam about one to two years ago, like during COVID lockdown period. I think that was when I really had that opportunity to just stay indoors and like really look look into my heart as to why am I following this religion other than the fact that my parents follow it. So yes, that's a, just a bit about me and Alhamdulillah, uh, Allah has brought me here today to as a form of me trying to get closer to Him and inshallah He will bless all of us in this podcast and whoever's listening just for this time that we set aside to get closer to Him inshallah I mean and okay let's look at the first question so we have over here uh, in this month this sacred month of Rabiul Awal when did I first learn about Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam wow okay so as a born Muslim right uh, if I really have to look at it technically I would say I first learned about Him from a young age just from my family speaking about him oh you know we have Allah we also have our prophet then like we have all those like um, poster-ish things on the walls with like, Allah and then Muhammad so of course I knew of him from a very young age but I didn't really know know him or like understood the significance of this prophet until like I said about one to two years ago when uh, I was really questioning every single part of Islam and looking at other religions as well so I think one question I remember very vividly asking my father this as to uh, about Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam. I was asking him why must we honor and love the Prophet so much when we are supposed to worship Allah. So it's very similar to what Brother Siddi was saying earlier, like that question of monotheism and the fear of being like worshiping him over Allah. So that was also in my mind lah. And I said like why not we just spend all that time you know reciting salawat or just like praising him and use that time to praise Allah instead because he is the almighty he is the only one we need to focus on right? then he, he after he told me this answer I was like okay I can't really argue with that so what he told me was yes we, we have Allah and Allah is our God right but we always must remember that it was Rasulullah wasallam who even introduced Allah to us he was the one who brought the word of God to us and without him there will be no Islam there will be no Quran there will be nothing for us to even follow today then I was still I was still a bit like blown away already because I, I guess it, it's not like about the words that my father was saying right it's also about the guidance that Allah chose to give me at that point of time maybe I've heard these words before but just at that point it struck me a bit more than usual lah. so yeah he said it, it's only through prophet that we get Islam imagine he's not even in our lifetime not even in this world we will just be aimless, purposeless people. So that really scared me. Like, and then I was, I felt like immense gratitude to Prophet and Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And uh, another thing I was asking was, but it was all Allah's plan, right? Like Allah's own plan, you know, for him to come and then for him to introduce religion to us and all that. But he said, it's, it is Allah's plan, but, it's also, but Prophet is also a human being like us. So we have to remember that if let's say we were in his position, were we really put up with all the stuff he went through or not? Probably not, right? Like, I mean, we are, we are a small thing already finding easy way out, instant gratification and all that. But Prophet is like, oh, mashallah, the most patient. He's okay with like going through suffering because he knows that it's for a greater good. And yeah, just that answer that my father gave me, I guess would be my touch point or like that, mar- that moment where I really started to learn about the Prophet for myself solely because I really wanted to learn and Alhamdulillah, I guess uh, it has been a journey for me to love the Prophet more. I would definitely say I love him more than I did last year. And inshallah, I'll just continue this way. It actually reminded me of something that we discussed in our marriage series. And someone was asking, if we love our spouse so much, then how do we love Allah? Right, such an <laughs> interesting question, right? 
and then the the such a great answer by Ustaz. Um, and he mentioned that you know this is not like a pizza problem. Like if you were to give a more sizes of pizza to your wife, then you cannot give it to yourself or your kids. But rather, when you love someone for the sake of Allah, when you love Rasulullah Sallallahu for the sake of Allah, your love, your overall love increases, and you're able to love Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala more. So the, I think some of the confusion that is caused with, with this uh, particular uh, dynamics between how, how we should place our love as Muslims is because we, we see our love as something that is finite. But rather, you know, when we are able to put our love in the correct place, you know, our love is able to be multiplied by not just the, the barakah of Allah, uh, loving Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, but also through learning about the life of the Prophet and increasing our, more of our love for him and understanding that he too only loves Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then that's when we learn to love Allah even more. So, okay, that's that. All right, I'm passing my time back to you and you can, you can take the baton and pass it to someone else. Now, I'm going to pass the baton over to one of our guest speakers today. So, Brother Ali, when did you first learn about Rasulullah Bismillah, walhamdulillah, wa salatu wa salamu ala Sayyidina Muhammadin wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa man wala amabad. Rabbi shirahli sadri wa sirli amri wa halulul datan lisani yafqahu qawli amabad. Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Thank you very much, Sister Hafiza, and also to the Convert Central team for inviting me uh, once again for this um, beautiful podcast in this in this uh, blissful month. Alhamdulillah. So, um, uh, for those who have already heard my past podcast, you all would have known that I embrace Islam in in Ramadan. And uh, you know, Ramadan to um, to Rabil Awal, it's about about five months. You know, from Ramadan, Shawwal, you know, Zulkaidah, and then uh, Zulhijjah. Then we have suffered, and then we have we have uh, you know uh, we have Rabi'l Awal. So the time when I embraced Islam, um, uh, it was very soon that I actually uh, experienced my first Rabi'l Awal in two thousand and nine. I was uh, sixteen years old. So uh, at at that time, you know, um, you know there were no COVID and all. You know, all masjids were were, were open to guests and 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 uh, and jamaah. So a lot of masjids were doing these uh, Maulid celebrations. So until then, I didn't really have any much exposure to Maulid. So to me, uh, Prophet Muhammad, um, like how Sister Hafiza you mentioned earlier, uh, it, it seems like it seems like as if he's just a normal person like you and I. You know, he is uh, no much difference from us, and he just came to pass some message, and his job is done. Uh, maybe for his status as a prophet, we always remember him in our shahada. So I was, uh, I only had that little knowledge about him. And, and furthermore, when I embraced Islam, my teachers were were mainly focusing me on uh, learning two things. Number one is tawhid learning the oneness of God. And number two is learning how to do your prayers and all. So it was Tawheed, Sharia, Fiqh. I was just within this triangle and I didn't really uh, know more about uh, our beloved Prophet, peace be upon him. So when um, Rabil Awal came, my first Rabil Awal, uh, is when I start to see a lot of masjids. In fact, uh, to, to matter of fact, all the masjids were commemorating the birth of Rasulullah. You know, uh, Although there, were, there are many uh, variations in his birth dates, to be exact, but Rabil Awal is, is is it's a certain month that he was born in this particular month on a Monday. But um, the date twelve is it's high it's uh, highly you know believed by many Muslims uh, around the globe. So uh, a lot of masjids were doing, and you know back then in two thousand and nine there were no smartphones, there were no Facebook. You know we were still in Friendster, so there is no posters. You don't really see publicity about masjid. But however, some somewhat or other news will just reach you. You know it's like every day in this particular masjid there's going to be Maulid Rasul, and then I'll have no idea what does even Maulid means. You know so I will just go to the mosque and then uh, there'll be a lot of recitation i'll just join them and after the celebration there'll be a lot of foods you know uh, a lot of refreshments for us and then you know just like that but 
for a new convert like me who had no idea what maulid actually means, when I was in those particular sessions, it did give me a kind of boost to my iman, to my certainty about the prophet, although I did not even understand what they were reciting. You know, I have this uh, good problem in me. I can easily uh, be convinced on a truth without knowing the meaning, like how I was easily convinced about Islam just by listening to Al-Fatiha without knowing, the, knowing its meaning. Likewise, I was easily convinced by the love for the Prophet, even without understanding the meaning of, of uh, this uh, Mauli. And, and you know, back then, uh, may, uh, they mainly would, uh, would recite Mauli and Diba'i. You know, that was the most popular uh, Mauli uh, compared to now where there are a lot of uh, summarized ones for our convenience. So I had no idea. And then there was once I went to my teacher, I asked, what is this Mauli all about? You know, why do we have this kind of, uh, of a lengthy celebration? It goes for about two hours, a lot of recitation, and it's only happening particularly in this season of the year. So our, our teacher spoke to us. Our teacher told us that, uh, you look, Ali, if um, you need to know, if you want to know the sweetness of this Maoli, you should understand its meaning. And and uh, unfortunately, back then, a lot of books are in Malay, you know, those translations are in Malay. But alhamdulillah, I was, I was, um, I was um, lucky enough to have a lot of Malay teachers. So I went to my teachers. I, I bought a book, uh, you know, it was uh, everything in Arabic and in Malay only. So I went to my teacher and he told me, Ali, if you can just at least read and understand these English words, you will know what is this Maulid all about. So when I read the book, it was literally just Sira. It was just, you know, recitation of the history, the biography, and, and, and uh, the data of the Prophet, you know, how he was born, when he was born, and what happened, how was the ambience and atmosphere like when he, when he was born. And when I start reading it, only then I realized that no, he is not a, a normal human like 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 you know you and me. You know, he's totally he's entirely different. He's he's the chosen one. You know we call him Mustafa. You know he's the chosen one, which unlike any other prophets, any other messengers, or even myself. So I was like, wow, this Muhammad now finally it means a lot to me. So I went to Google. I went to Google. You know back then that was the most easiest way to find out. So when I type who is Muhammad, the first thing came out the top 100 influential men in the world, number one ranking, Muhammad. So I was like, wow, okay, so this Muhammad is no joke, you know, he is not like, you know, any one of us, you know, and at the age of 16, with so little intellect, you know, I could not really think so much, but with those little Maulid notes which I had in my hand, I start to, you know, love him subconsciously, you know, I start to fall in love with a man but that we have never met. So I, I went to my teacher again, I said, Ustaz, I, I read this Maulid Diba'i book, I had the translation. I consulted some of my Malay teachers and friends. I was asking them, um, you know, how, uh, how how do we exaggerate so much of love for this man? You know, according to the books, you know, and there is this poem written by Imam, Imam uh, Sharafuddin Imam Al-Bushari. You know, the way he exaggerates his love, you know, in his Qasida Burda, is like so much, you know, like, like no man can think. And I'm, I'm an Indian, man. I watch so much of Hollywood. I mean, sort of Hollywood and Bollywood movies. You know, we know how to exaggerate love. We can even tell our wife that we'll go to the moon and back, things like that. But this is beyond that, you know, the kind of love that has been exaggerated. How? How do we, you know, how do we even uh, come out with all this? Then he said, you look, Ali, this is the speciality about, about Rasulullah. So um, our teacher shared this, um, uh, this incident whereby, you know, I, I'm not really too sure on the exact hadith, but to my little knowledge, I, I, to what I remember is that there was once when, when, um, when Nabi Adam, salam, he, he made a, a, an error, you know, he immediately asked Allah to forgive him in the name of uh, Muhammad, sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And then when, when Allah himself asked Nabi Adam, the first creation of man, you know, that how did you know about Muhammad when we have not created him yet? And Abi Adam actually answered him that um, when you gave me life and I looked up and I saw 
the name Muhammad was written on your arsh, on your throne. So I was like, wow, so you mean uh, Muhammad was actually created even way before Nabi Adam. So I started, you know, researching a lot more about Rasulullah. And then when I started learning a lot more on his sirah, on his history and his uh, biography and his prophecy, automatically the love, the love started growing within me, you know. And our teachers started to nail the love of the prophet, prophet so deeply down into our hearts that if today, if anyone is going to come tell me that, you know, to love the prophet is, is a mistake, then I would say that your birth is more mistake than love than me, you know, showing love to the prophet. So personally, my love for the prophet increased when I started reading a lot of his biography and one of um, the most popular book, uh, a lot of us here in this room, uh, we have we have, we have have sat together in a class, you know, Brother Ismail, Brother Siddiq and all, we have studied uh, Shama'il Muhammadiyah. I'm sure you all would agree with me that with that book alone, it's very much sufficient to, to boost your love for the prophet. You know, you will start adapting to changes, changing your lifestyle. Uh, for the sake of the prophet, which is not in your hereditary, not in your, uh, you know, a lot of people are influenced by their parents, by their friends, by their siblings. But for we Muslims who love the prophet so much, we are willing to sacrifice our, our, our lifestyle just for the sake of the prophet. And that is love. So this is how my love for the, for the prophet uh, began. Our next question was, what did Rasulullah's life play a part in your Islamic journey? And, and Brother Ali had already answered that question before we came out. <laughs> Subhanallah. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I mean, uh, thank you so much for sharing. And I, I think, you know, for me as a young Muslim, at 2018, I, I took my shahada. I spent a lot of my time in 2019 and 2020 with you. And I think it was, it was through you that I, I really, my love for Rasulullah really blossomed. So thank you for that. And I'll pass my time back to Hafi. Just wanted to add that on. Okay, wow, mashallah, such a beautiful sharing, like almost, almost brought tears to my eyes because of how he described the Prophet, mashallah, truly has the gift to describe very well, alhamdulillah, and wow, I see his brother Ismail smiling from year to year, I think he has a lot of beautiful memories stocked in his brain to share with us right now, so let me pass my time back to brother Ismail to share with us, when did he first learn about the Prophet, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam? I was just laughing because I, I I saw you laughing when Ali mentioned about uh, Bollywood and Hollywood <laughs> and expressing love. Yeah, yeah. So so yeah, that was funny. I enjoyed it thoroughly. <clears throat> um, back to the question. Um warahmatullahi wabarakatuh everyone. Uh, my name is Ismail William. Uh, I'm a mixed blood, uh, born Muslim, Taubat in 2000, I think. <laughs> during NS, NS time then I thought, but in that sense. <laughs> so it was a time where my parents uh, were almost had a divorce due to religion. So yeah, during my A-levels, so I was quite stressed up. Like, like after 20 years of having me want to divorce, <laughs> you know, but why, you know? Yeah, so it was due to religion. So I, I didn't care much about religion that time, but it was a spark for me to actually uh, okay, this religion must be something important, right, for them to fight. So, so after I I I learned uh, like Bible studies, Quran from Darakam uh, under Ustaz Saifur Rahman, uh, which was good lah because he had a master's in religious studies, uh, and he was was uh, adept with uh, discussing the different religions lah. So I went to uh, temples as well to to learn from uh, um, Buddhists, uh, more specifically Theravada temples uh, near the one at Yunus. Uh, because I could just go in and they didn't care. I could, because <laughs> I look Chinese, right? Yeah, then I could use my Chinese name as well. Uh, and I would just learn from them. La. When did I first learn about Rasulullah I, I learned him when I was young. Uh, I had weekend madrasa. Uh, but 
I, I think it's it's also close to what Ali mentioned. Uh, like we learn about just the basics. Uh, and I, I'd like to jump on one topic, uh, one point that Kevin Siddiq mentioned. Though. You mentioned that we focus about like Tauhid first and then uh, then later on, then we realize, oh, uh, is this like we learn about uh, the Prophet Sallallahu So So it was cool because when I like Taubat after NS, finished NS, I went for Umrah. And then during Umrah, I, I was just uh, doing my tawaf. I was just reciting like la ilaha in Allah. And even if my my partner or my leader uh, mentioned to me, hey, do some salawat, you know, during the tawaf uh, for, for zikir, I would be like, huh, why should we like do salawat <laughs> when the goal is Allah, right? <laughs> like, so, so I, I guess I can understand where you're coming from. Like we focus on Allah at, at the start, lah, maybe. Then I guess uh, after learning more and more, then jumping into uh, Hafiza's point of uh, that uh, the Prophet Sallallahu is the door to Allah. So loving the Prophet Sallallahu doesn't mean we love Allah lesser. We love we love Allah through the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi All right. Thank you so much for both of you guys for sharing. And um, I, I think it's such an apt time for me to bring up one of the um, narrations that we've heard of the Prophet Sallallahu as, as we are going on to the next question, which we are going to ask um, Hafiza, Ali, as well as Ismail. Um, what are their favorite stories or narrations about the Prophet Wasallam? And I guess it's apt that I, I start by sharing mine. So when we talk about the how much we should devote our time to salawat or should we even do salawat, you know, why 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 should we do salawat and when we can do la ilaha illallah, you know, when you talk about salawat and we talk about, um, you know, other forms of supplications, we must also keep in mind that, that there was also this story in which um, one of the companions uh, came to the Prophet Islam and, and he went, he asked Rasulullah like, what, what if I were to dedicate my time to doing salawat for you? And then Rasulullah replied to him that your needs will be satisfied and your sins will be forgiven. And then um, the companion asked, he wanted a guidance from the Prophet Islam and he asked him, in that case, how often should I uh, devote my supplication to you? And uh, Rasulullah mentioned, as you desire. And the companion said, is it a quarter of it? Rasulullah said, as you desire. But if you were to increase it, it will be better for you. And the companion went, went on and said, half of it. And Rasulullah said the same thing, as you desire. But if you were to increase upon this, it will still be better for you. And then it went on until, if I were to de- dedicate all of my supplication in its entirety to you, what would happen? And Rasulullah mentioned that then all your needs will be satisfied and all your sins will be forgiven. And, and then we also, at, po- at points of time, when we first learn about Islam, when we learn about the uh, subhanallah the virtues of sending salawat and when we when we think about when we are doing something for someone it's like we are doing them a favor right but you know islam is so beautiful in, in a sense where it's actually counterintuitive when we are actually sending salawat upon the prophet sallallahu we are not simply doing him a favor but in return we are receiving a bigger favor in which when we were to send salutations upon the Prophet you know, our, our sins will be forgiven. Ten of our sins will be forgiven and we will be raised in rank ten times by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And if we were to send one uh, uh, salutation upon the Prophet send salam to him once and the Prophet has mentioned that there, there, there are angels that, is, that covers all around the world that, that are just focused on returning salam um, to those who have sent you know, salam upon him. And when we send him one salam, he will send us ten salam. So subhanAllah, you know, uh, what, what kind of good deeds can we do that, that, you know, benefit? And when we think that we benefit Rasulullah Wasallam, but in the end, it only benefits us more. We don't just get rewards, but we also get forgiven at the same time. So, you know, when I first learned about Islam, these were the things that, you know, really gave me certainty that not just 
you know, um, Rasulullah as a figure is, is very important to Islam, but he is also part of our amal, our ibadah, our acts of worship, right? And, and subsequently, as you hear about um, Ismail and, and Bada Ali and, and um, uh, Hafiza's um, stories, you know, perhaps one of the intentions that we listen to these narrations and not just about learning and applying them to our context, sometimes we, we hear narrations about war, right? And we're thinking, like, how can we apply that to our context? But at the same time, you know, one of our good intentions that we can put in is if we were in the same situation, can we make the same intention? Can we make our intention firm that, you know, I would stand in front of the Prophet Islam and protect him with our body, you know, uh, to show our love for him. So later on, inshallah, I'll get them to share um, their stories and uh, inshallah, hopefully we can make the intention together. All right. So I guess, uh, you know, who, who is a better um, person to start than my co-host, my partner uh, in, in this podcast? I'll get Hafizah to start. What, what is your favorite story or favorite narration about the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam? Right. Wow. Okay. Honestly, there are so many stories of the Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, right? And I guess um, different stories hit us at different points of our lives and affect, like, impact us deep, very deeply at those points. So for me, I guess the one that uh, struck me most recently was something I actually shared with you recently, Siddiq, uh, the one where uh, I think this was actually from a video of the Merciful Servant. Don't know if people watch <laughs> very, very like impactful videos. And this was a narration of um, the scene that we will be seeing in the Day of Judgment. So I think this really made me uh, feel very touched to be part of his ummah and how just like even after he is passed away from this like, after he passed away from this world he is still such a mercy to us and that that really just touched me la. and I think even when uh, Sidi was mentioning how <clears throat> like when we give salawat to him it's counterintuitive because we get the blessings and that again shows how he's like the biggest mercy that Allah uh, placed for us in this world and even beyond this world so that video that I was talking about, what it showed, uh, what it uh, elaborated was how on the Day of Judgment, there will be all kinds of ummah just scattered around, right? There's like uh, Prophet Musa, Islam's ummah, and then Isa, Islam, there's all kinds of ummah. And the, on that day, what will happen is the entire group of people or the entire room of people, auditorium, whatever the size is, will just split open like a sea, part open like a sea, and one group of people will be walking down that empty pathway towards the throne of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this group of people will have their hands and their faces and their arms white, glowing white from the wudu that they take. And they will be walking with their heads held up high. And this is in contrast with how this group of people lived in this dunya with their heads low in moments where they had to hide their religion or to pretend to be someone else to fit into society. This comes as like a reminder and a a sort of solace for us that this is only temporary and in the hereafter we will be the ones with our heads held up high and we will walk towards the throne guided and led at the front by none other than Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and that was just so beautiful to even hear and how when we walk just oh, Alhamdulillah that we are part of his ummah Inshallah we will really be there on that day just visualizing that really touches me a lot and that's why I love this story so much and every single person in all the other ummahs will look at us inshallah and they will think wow I wish I was in their ummah and even a, another prophet had mentioned before I don't know if this was Siddiq who shared this or was it that video that he wished to be a part of Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi so so that just gives me so much of it's like it's a mixture of gratitude and guilt and 
like love for the prophet that he placed us in this position to be in the most blessed and the most loved ummah of Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala and that's precisely why we honor him so much and we love him so much because it's truly him that is our mercy and our our bridge like what everyone has been describing our bridge to Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala Alhamdulillah. <laughs> and um, when we think about loving the Prophet Sallallahu we think that, sometimes we think that he's like receiving all of our love and, and what, what is he doing with it, right? But uh, keep in mind that in that, in that narration, in that story that Hafiza is sharing, he would say that all the Prophets of Allah has been given a dua to be made and that will not be rejected. And he has not made that dua yet and he has kept this dua for the day itself on the day of Jashmir, he will intercede for us. And, and this he could have made that dua at any point of time in his prophethood. And his prophethood was filled with challenges. There were times where he was bathed in his own blood. You know, his white juba had turned red. There were times where they, he was, they were so hungry, they would only eat camel skin and, and plants that they could grow on the road. There, was, there, there were points of time where people, his followers were so distressed and so sad and so challenged that they were asked, they were asking when is the help of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala going to come. He kept that dua. Not, not, not for any point of these times, you know, for, for his own ease or anything, but for us, only for us on the day of judgment. So when we love the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, we must remember that we are loving someone whose love for us is even greater than that. SubhanAllah. So thank you for sharing that, Hafiza. And uh, yes, let's move on to Brother Ismail. He looks like he's ready to share. And maybe inshallah, we can move on to Brother Ali next. Share on what's my favorite story about Rasulullah Sallallahu Yes, indeed. So, so I guess I'll, I'll take a, a, a step back uh, and also what like what Hafiza said uh, uh, at different times of our lives uh, we relate uh, to our beloved Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu uh, differently so I guess at this point of my life uh, my daily life uh, I take him as an example for us uh, when I wake up when uh, before I sleep in the morning in the evening after, after prayers so like inculcating gratitude, for example, like Alhamdulillah, like after you wake up or before you sleep, there, there's uh, there recitation to recite. Lah. So, um, but what is my favorite story about Rasulullah is uh, when when he replied to a companion, Afala Al-Qunun Abdan Shakura, should I not be a grateful servant? Because it reminds me that uh, I have not been grateful at all. <laughs> So, so yeah, uh, and I should uh, increase my gratitude for for all the blessings and favors that uh, Allah Subhanahu wa Taala has uh, given me, and also that um, we are blessed that we are uh, within the Ummah of the Prophet Sallallahu I also have a book in front of me, and it has uh, this word. So, like, uh, thankfulness is using his blessings for goodness. So, so I can. So it's like a. It's like a, a, a yardstick for me, whether I'm actually using, I mean, whether I'm thankful or not, whether I'm using his blessings that he has uh, blessed me with so much mm-hmm. uh, for goodness. Lah. Thank you for sharing. SubhanAllah, you know, there are just so many narrations that really speak out to our hearts. And, and I really agree that at points of time, certain narrations really speak out to me and certain other stories at different points of time also speak out to me. And uh, subhanAllah, I, I also just wanted to share like at a point of time when the companions were asking him was when they were wondering like, isn't he the one who is forgiven? He's guaranteed Jannah right? because he's Rasulullah And then they asked like, why are you still praying so much? You know, to the point in which you're standing the whole night, your knees are swelling. Why are you still praying so much and, set, and, and making so much istighfar, which is the asking for forgiveness from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And he said something that was so wise that, that he said that, like, should I not be a grateful servant that it's not because of the fact that, you know, um, 
we we are we 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 are in need of we we are not praying just because we are in need of his uh, forgiveness and and his what's that his blessing Allah's blessings but rather we are we we are praying because we are servants adding on to the fact that Rasulullah was already forgiven this shows that he needs to be even more grateful for the fact that he's forgiven and that's why he is doing more acts of worship subhanallah and this shows to us like none of us can ever compare to to the state that he is and and every one of us will have you know more improvements to our worship that we can that we can still do you know in spite of what we have already done you know at any point of time in our lives so thank you for that um brother ali all right are you ready to go inshallah or are you still searching your books or hadith for for a perfect narration that you're going to share to us okay uh Ismail have book and all them favorite <laughs> narration. I I but I I'm not good in memory. But okay, I will try. Okay, I'll try. Inshallah. Inshallah. Okay, so um, so for myself, thing there was once uh yes when I was uh you know at the age where I just got to know about Islam and also Rasulullah and I went to my teacher and I asked uh my my teacher you know uh you know Ustaz um uh how how do I develop my love for someone you know especially the Prophet uh who 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 doesn't have a picture you know there is no uh there is no uh physical proof of existence in terms of like. Photos and, and things like that. Uh, so how do I develop love for for such a prophet? Even so, like uh, how how would I be able to love someone not knowing if that person loves me? You know. Now I I I'm I'm a bit uh, perplexed at how uh, a lot of uh, lovers of the prophet, uh, a lot of uh, you know um, learned and scholars, if uh, scholars, they are you know um, they are crazily in love with the prophet. So I'm like, how do I reach the level? Because to me, it's like okay, I can develop that love, but how do I know that you know uh, so and so loves me, especially the prophet? You know, how would I know that you know uh, I even deserve to be loved by him? And and even if I do, how do I know that if he still still loves me? So so my teacher uh, did explain this to me. He told me, you know, although we have yet to meet the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam, it is um, a normal phenomenon to love someone we have yet to physically meet in person. Okay, and then he he shared a hadith with me. I remember he told that there was once um, Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. He told one of his sahaba, whom I, I'm not too sure, you know, because you know I I'm so bad at, at uh, all this, but but he did uh, mention to uh, one of his sahaba that. I wish I could meet my brothers. And then the companions asked Rasulullah, are we not your brothers, Ya Rasulullah? And then Rasulullah replied them that, you are my companions, but my brothers are those who believe in me, although they, they never saw me. So when, when my teacher shared me this, um, wow, I, I really felt that, that, that kind of uh, penetration in my heart, like, wow. Um, like who could even answer such to, to their companions and and these companions like like you know when brother Kevin said that there were there were uh, incidents where Rasu- it was recorded that Rasulullah was bathed in in blood to, and if I may add together with his companions you know they were those but we here are just who uh not you know we are nowhere close to the to the dust of their feet you know we use a miswak one day and we feel like we are some big you know some big shots in Islam you know we are nowhere close to I don't. I doubt we are the kind who would even, you know, skin our, uh, you know, peel a little bit of our skin for the prophet. But those who companions who who did so much sacrifice their blood, their families, their wealth, and yet Rasulullah could actually elevate our status uh, above them and say that you know to be a companion, it's, you know, but you, but they are my brothers. So I was like, no, 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 um, pardon me, but no, Tom Dick and Harry would say that. But if a prophet could say that for us. That clearly shows that you know, um, uh, if we look at all these um points that you know that was shared with my teacher and all, and and if I were to you know reflect in myself, I will find how short I have been in in loving the prophet. You know, like have I not been looking up him? Have I have I been even you know wanting to follow his footstep? And and if the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam have yearned to meet us first, ever since about what more than thousand four hundred years ago. So as his uh as his ummah, 
as his followers, I, I, I would also would love to share with, with those who are listening and to my friends that we should strive to, to return the immense love of our Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam who had for us. You know, we, we should return him with that love. And, and, you know, a lot of our teachers, um, even till today, a lot of uh, ulama are always, you know, encouraging us to recite a lot of salawat. Uh, earlier on, Brother Siddiq um, have already mentioned, you know, one salawat means how many, how much of rewards lies behind it. You know, to the point, if I may add, our teachers would always say, uh, when we recite, uh, you know, Subhanallah, Alhamdulillah, or, or La ilaha illallah, for every kind of, of zikir, that, uh, with intention, there is a amount of, of rewards to it. But uh, the beauty and, and, the, and the miracle behind Salawat is that if one were to recite it, even without an intention of sending praises and sending uh, respect to the Prophet, if he's just going to, you know, merely recite it out of um, maybe boredom or whatnot, you know, if he doesn't even mean what he's saying, he will still be rewarded. And that is only for the beautiful Salawat. And hence, you know, you may not get it from any other kind of zikir. So, uh, so that is. So, if one were to think that we are worshiping prophet above Allah or we are hero worshiping him, then no, I'm so sorry. You know, you you are wrong. We are we are just following what our teachers have taught us and what the prophet himself has has told us. You know, he has made a promise that if one were to send salam to him this much and and all that. So, yeah, that will be one of my favorite story which I heard. Uh, Rasulullah uh, telling to his companions that he loved us and he and we are his brothers. Alhamdulillah. May I jump in? Yes, yes. Uh, so so it's a uh, ibadah that the angels also do. Subhanallah. And uh, yeah, so thank you so much everybody for sharing. Um, before I end, I- I'm sure that there are so many learning points right that that we we have today and and truly the intention of us starting this podcast and the intention of us sharing this is to first have a starting point for a lot of us Muslims here who might have not gotten the opportunity to learn about the beauty of the Prophet to introduce his beauty to you in your lives and inshallah for you to take your next step you know uh, perhaps with your teachers or any of the masjids or any of the ustas to learn more about the life of the Prophet for he is indeed a big big intercession for us on the day of judgment a big big reason for why all of us love and are able to practice Islam the way that we are able to do so today so before I end um, I would like to pass my time on to Hafiza to share some of her concluding thoughts and perhaps she, she can end the podcast for us inshallah inshallah okay yes I'm so so blown away by everybody's sharing alhamdulillah very glad to be part of this podcast episode and it's just beautiful how just a few words of his of Prophet Sallallahu life can move our hearts so much and Inshallah, we'll continue to learn more about his hero and about his stories and uh, not let, you know, like all these sunnah and practices go as the days goes by. So that's something that I I want to take away from this podcast and Inshallah, all of you will do. Uh, I wanted to end with uh, a reference to a song. So I don't, maybe everybody has heard of this song. I don't even know if this is a good song to share, but Inshallah, it is. It's called Al Mu'alim by Sam Yusuf. And Mashallah, this song, right? <laughs> this song has like so much of descriptions of the Prophet and so much of contrast to us that when I first heard it, I just listened to it because the music was nice. And then after I like learned more about the Prophet, I realized the lyrics are actually very, very moving. There's this one part of the song where it says that while he prayed while others slept, while others ate, he will fast. While they would laugh, he wept until he breathed his last. And I think that just that four lines, right, sums up pretty nicely exactly who he is and who we are. So while he would, while we would laugh away right in our lives, you know, like just enjoying life as it is like with our friends, with our family. I mean, it's also sunnah to laugh, to, to like make other people smile. But just remember that the Prophet 
for that time that we are laughing, right? He was also crying for us and asking for Allah to forgive our sins. And that's just how much he loves us. So it's just a reminder for all of us to not forget this human in our life who is who should be dearer to us than anybody in this world. Anybody else got anything to say? Our two guest speakers? Brother Ismail? I got another song. All right, all right. It's called Stand By Me. <laughs> Where the night has come and the land is dark and the moon is the only night we'll see. No, I won't be afraid. Oh, I won't be afraid. Just as long as you stand, stand by me. The Prophet, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Subhanallah. Subhanallah. MashaAllah. All right. Thank you so much, uh, both of you, for sharing your songs. And... um. Indeed, songs are also a good starting point uh, for us if we are unable to perhaps um, encapsulate what the kind of love that um, we should have for our Prophet Islam, then we can indeed refer to some of the uh, poems or some of the songs that um, our scholars have written and sung, as well as, you know, not just about the life of the Prophet Islam, there are also songs about the names of the Nabi. There are also uh, many, many songs about different parts of Islam that, you know, some of us sometimes when we try to, uh, you know, tone down how much we listen to music, you know, as converts, we, we, we have that kind of background, right, where we come from. We, we start listening to Islamic songs. So thank you everybody for sharing. Uh, subhanallah. You know, I, I truly feel that when we talk about Rasulullah Islam, there's, there's no end to it. And the more that we discuss, the more that I want to add on and share. But I should rein in a little bit today so that inshallah we can keep some of the content that we are going to discuss for the next episode that we're going to release on Friday where we discuss with Brother Ismail, Brother Ali and also my co-host Hafiza. Again, who is Rasulullah to them? And also uh, some of the most impactful characteristics that uh, Rasulullah had on them inshallah so at this point of time I'd like to end this podcast by reciting Tasbih Kafara and Surah Asr Subhanaka Allahumma bihamdika ashadu an la ilaha illa anta astaghfiruka wa tubi ilaik Bismillahirrahmanirrahim La asr inna al-insana la fi khus illa ladhina amanu amilu salihati wa tawasabil haqi wa tawasabil sab and also in the uh, light of the significance of Rabi'u Awal and also because of the fact that Dua is suspended between heaven and earth and none of it is taken up until we send salutations upon the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam I would also like to end with Azana Salawat Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala alihi Sayyidina Muhammad Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh